welcome to Somewhat Interesting. My name is Paul. I'm your host coming to you from the swamps of New Jersey. This show is going to be about things that are, in fact, somewhat interesting. And a lot of them are actually going to be from my local area of New Jersey. It's actually a pretty crazy state and weird place to live in. I will get more into that, though, uh, as this podcast goes on. I just wanted to say on this first episode, what I'll be doing is I've been thinking about things throughout my childhood and looking back on on things that I found very interesting as a kid. And now that I'm older, I can sort of grasp them a little bit better. And I'm going to talk about them in small little bite-sized chunks for your ear hole pleasure. Oof. <laughs> your whole pleasure. Anyway, that's gross. On this episode is actually going to be a part from my YouTube channel, somewhat interesting also on YouTube if you're interested. Uh, it's going to be the story that I put out just recently about the lady known as the New Jersey's Tiger Lady, Joan Byron Marisek. She was a uh, worked for Barnum and Bailey Circus and this story is crazy and it was actually my wife who who loved this story as a kid because we we lived through it in uh, 1999 so she suggested hey you should do that so as i'm doing the research for it, i was like wow this is a crazy story um i'm not going to tell you more because i'm actually going to be playing the excerpts from my youtube video but in the future these episodes are going to be recorded as podcasts and then the podcast recordings will be used for the video. So if you're listening to the podcast, you're actually getting a little bit more content. Uh, But if you want to also go over, and check out the videos. It's sort of a double duty thing I'm trying to do with both of them anyway. So I I don't want to bore you anymore with my rambling. So without further ado, let's get into New Jersey's tiger lady, Joan Byron Marisek. I'm from New Jersey. Hey, Paul, what exit? Home of Jersey Tomatoes, the Leeds Point Devil, and Pork Roll. Yeah, I said Pork Roll. This is a weird state that I live in. I mean, there's an entire magazine that's actually dedicated to how weird New Jersey really is. Uh, In the Garden State, though, well before the antics of Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin took the Netflix world by storm, there was another tiger enthusiast who got in a little bit over her head. Her name was Joan Byron Marisek. But most of us here in New Jersey just know her as Jackson's Tiger Lady. Winter of 1999 was spent with the majority of us wondering what was going to happen when the millennium ended and if our alien robot overlords were going to reveal themselves finally. Were they going to launch every single nuclear missile at one time? Because apparently the year 2000 didn't exist in computer language. To the residents of Jackson, New Jersey, however, there was a much more realistic threat than a theoretical second dark age. The cold snowy blanket of the pine forest floor was suddenly transformed into the Burmese jungle. With 911 calls flooding into local police departments and the sightings of a 9-foot-long, 450-pound tiger roaming the local woodlands of this quiet township in central New Jersey. Of course, at first it was considered to be a possible hoax. But once they realized it wasn't a joke at all, a five-and-a-half-hour cat hunt took place. Once the beast was located, they popped him full of more tranquilizer than Frank the Tank at a kid's birthday party. But no, 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 that would not be enough. Sadly, after the tranquilizers had no effect, the officers had to use more lethal means uh, and dispatch the confused and, and hungry feline. So you would think that terminating the threat of the beast 
would be the end of the story, but it was actually just the beginning of this very peculiar case. Obviously, after a nine-foot carnivore was spotted in the normal place of squirrels, deer, and raccoons, there was a little bit of explaining to do. The locals automatically turned toward the local wildlife safari of Six Flags Great Adventure, our local theme park. Authorities inquired with the theme park, sending them into a frenzy at first, worrying if one of their tigers was out and about looking for a good time in the pines of the Garden State. After reporting that all of their tigers were present and accounted for, there was only one place to turn. 463 Monmouth Road. This property was abandoned since 2017, and then it was bought by the Westmark Property Group at a foreclosure sale because of an unpaid tax lien. But for 50 years, this 500,000 square foot property belonged to Joan Byron Marisek, a former tiger handler and circus performer of the now defunct Barnum & Bailey Circus. During her reign as the Tiger Queen, over the Tigers Only Wildlife Preserve, she had amassed a whopping 24 tigers on her property. After the escape and the initial finger pointing between her and Six Flags, the authorities showed up to investigate the property. But Joan was not having that shit though. She denied them access and also kept over a dozen dogs on patrol so that no one could get in the property. According to the article in Weird NJ, the only way the police could safely enter the property was to utilize a large tube loaned to them by the Six Flags Great Adventure. Authorities were forced to seize the Tiger Lady's property and her tigers. Jackson Mayor William Allman told reporters that night that she's kind of confusing. Those words, she's kind of confusing, would prove to be an understatement, if anything. Joan was a machine. She gave everything she had to these tigers. She didn't sleep. She ate as she worked. She once told a neighbor she loved animals more than people. This showed in her reclusiveness, of course. But it never stopped her from giving educational tours of her own property. She did these out of the love and not the fame, like other so-called kings of the tiger. Though she did not seek fame, it sure as hell found her on that cold night in 1999. After the daring two break-in by the police and local authorities, they ended up seizing her land and her tigers. Animal rights activists argued in her favor and others condemned her for not being able to control these massive felines living on her property. At the time, Jackson Township was actually going through a little bit of a boom in residency, and most of them really enjoyed the little bit of fame that it was bringing to the town. Some even got to brag about the tiger hunt they participated in. And really, I wish this story had a happy ending for everyone involved. I mean, minus the dead tiger, but it simply didn't. The battle over the tigers made it to the courts, and the local officials were willing to work with Joan, allowing her to keep her tigers and treat the innocent as a one-off occurrence, and thank their lucky stars that no one was injured during the mishap. She was told that she would have to keep the male and female tigers separated, so as to not have any funny business between potential ma and pa tiger. But alas... In March 2001, the Department of Environmental Protection documented a male and female tiger purposefully caged together for mating. On top of that, the DEP witnessed the terrible condition that these 24 big cats were being kept in. Oh, and did I forget to mention that one of the tigers attacked her 7-year-old husband? Yeah, that also happened. He was hospitalized for 10 days, but he wasn't seriously injured. Bill Slate, an acquaintance of the couple, told the Star-Ledger, if the animal really wanted to hurt him, Jan would have been dead. There's no way a little seven-year-old guy would have gotten away. Finally, in 2003, just over five years after the original tiger escape, the government was finally awarded custody of the 24 big felines. According to the DEP report on BigCatRescue.org, the tigers lived in such cramped spaces, they barely had enough room to turn around or stand. 
The ground on which these majestic creatures were forced to recline was perpetually wet during the winter months. The Marisex continually failed to refrigerate their tiger's food and routinely fed them rotting deer carcasses, black with flies and other spoiled meats. The deplorable cramped conditions here resulted in multiple court rulings that culminate today with the tiger's removal to the WAO. The tigers will live at the group's new facility located on a 102-acre tract outside San Antonio, Texas. The WAO is a 20-year-old nonprofit institution that is licensed by the USDA and regularly inspected. All in all, by all official reports, this should have happened right after the initial tiger escape. It was like a time bomb ready to go off. Um, luckily, it never did. The animals were kept in a complete squalor, covered in their own urine and caked in mud and feces. Some reports claimed how aggressive a lot of the tigers were due to being so unhappy in their current living conditions. In fact, five of the 24 had to be sedated just so they can be moved onto trucks and be relocated to the 102-acre facility just outside of San Antonio. The last of these tigers sadly passed away in January of 2019, putting an end to this saga. Before I go, I wanted to add something here. I know that BigCatRescue.org is run by the now-famous Carol Baskin. I also know that there is speculation that she is not the best when it comes to these big cats or the legality in which she lives in. I don't support that website at all, but it was a good source of the comments from the DEP uh, when it came to this case. So that's it. That's the story of New Jersey's Tiger Lady. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you could do me a solid and subscribe to this show and go over to iTunes or wherever you get this podcast from and give it a five-star review, that helps me like, uh, you know, uh, get up the numbers a little bit so pe more people will find the show. One of the simplest ways you can actually help is just by leaving a review on your podcast provider which i know is so dumb nobody reads the reviews anymore and and i don't do it and i'm asking you to do it and it's very rude some of the things i've been doing because i've been asking people to help me with youtube uh, videos podcasting but i realize you got to give back so lately i've actually been going and giving five star reviews for podcasts that i do like so if you like what you hear please go to iTunes or Google or wherever you're getting this podcast from and just, you know, give me a little, give me a little thumbs up. You know what I mean? Give me, give me a little boost in the, uh, in the numbers there. Anyway, you could also check me out on all of the social medias at TLP interesting on Twitter, TLP interesting on Instagram and the new TLP on Facebook. And of course, something interesting over on YouTube for some cool videos. Anyway, with that being said, Somewhat Interesting is a TLP media production, and that's going to be it. Thank you so much for joining me for this first episode, and I hope you end up sticking around and coming back, and have a nice night. Bye.